Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Uh, okay, now that story that is, was kind of too late for the papers, of course, is the, and you heard it on the news there, is that big overnight story uh, from the US. So the video was released showing five black US police officers um, beating a black man to death out of, after dragging him out of a car. Terry Nichols died three days later. He was 29. The five policemen have been fired and charged with murder. And with more on this, we're joined by Marion McKeown, US correspondent at the Business Post. Good morning, Marion. Good morning, Brendan. Just before we get into the to the video and the reaction and overnight, would you just um, give people a, a brief summary of the background to this story, Marion, please? Sure. On January 7th, Tyree Nichols, um, as he said, 29-year-old, was going home after work. He worked as a FedEx um, courier uh, in the same office as as his stepfather in Memphis. He was going home to his mother's house where he lived for dinner. Uh, He was stopped by police. We're not clear why at this stage. The police said it was a a reckless driving. Uh, The police chief has seemed to have cast doubt on that. Uh, There was some kind of a, a... um, exchange with the officers. He was pulled out of the car. Now we see from the video camera that he was very calm. He was sober. He was lucid. There was no question of any intoxication. He wasn't armed. And he said to the police, okay, I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground now. Um, and they said, you guys are doing a lot about this. Uh, you know, meaning I, I suppose that they were overreacting. They, they were. He was then hit with a stun gun by the police, and they'd started getting pretty rough with him. From what we could see from the first video, he then um, panicked, I think, and and his mother's house was eighty yards away. So he took off running towards his mother's house. The police came after him. More cars came into the area. The police were members of this Scorpion unit, which is regarded as a an elite street crime unit, and from there. Um, they just uh, it's so disturbing to see the video particularly one not from the police cameras uh, but for an overhead camera that, w- that was just it fixed in the area um, where he's punched in the head several times he's attacked by them he's kicked in the head several times at one point the police hold his arms open now he's a really skinny lanky guy he was about um, six foot three but he only weighed about 140 pounds so you can imagine you know, how, how skinny and lanky he was. He also suffered from Crohn's disease. Uh, and at one point, the police force his arms open and another policeman comes running at him with a bat on and he has no way of defending his, his organs, his ribs or anything. And that's followed by more kicks. So eventually, um, this beating just seems to go on forever. And at one point, it looks as though a policeman's coming over to stop one of these five officers that you mentioned. But instead, he steps backwards and he kicks him so hard in the head that he walks away limping. You know, it, the savagery of this is, is just appalling. He's eventually propped up against a police car where he just keeps lolling over to one side. He's handcuffed as well at this stage. His hands are behind his back. And eventually, um, and this again is even more disturbing, medical assistance arrives and it takes 16 minutes from my counting of the videos and putting them together before the medical people who arrived on the scene, even though he's in and out of consciousness, he's bleeding heavily, um, They before they even 
doesn't do anything to help him and the police just ignore him. He, they, at one point when he falls over again, they prop him back up against the car. As I say, the savagery that we see in this is absolutely appalling. The only good thing, if there can be a good thing, is that the police in Memphis and the new police chief, a woman called uh, Carolyn Davis, who's their first black female police chief, um, immediately uh, fired the officers as soon as they saw the first video cams. And they were then pretty quickly, within three weeks, charged with murder, kidnapping and a host of other offences. Yeah, and look, she made no bones about that. She was as shocked as everybody else. When she'd seen the video and we hadn't yesterday, she was basically saying, I've never seen anything like this in in, in my life. So look, people knew the story, Marion, but obviously had not seen the video and there was a lot of yeah. um there was a lot of tension around the the US last night in advance of the of the release of the video and worry for the reaction that it it would provoke so what that are people gosh. saying having seen the video and what kind of reaction did it provoke well, I think that what what happened, and I think this this is a blueprint for how to handle these appalling cases. I think the fact that the charges were brought so quickly that the police officer, the police chief, came out and said, "We are appalled by this," and Joe Biden came out yesterday afternoon as well. He spoke with the family. They called for calm. There were protests all over America last night. Um, I attended a protest. I've just come to LA from Washington D.C. I attended a protest in downtown LA. Now, it was outside the police. There's a massive police centre in downtown LA. It's a big sort of glass box. And the police, there was a heavy, heavy police presence. There were barriers up. Um, The only thing I saw was at one point a barrier was pushed over. I was told that there was a smoke bomb in another area, but there were no arrests, no injuries, and it was completely peaceful. Uh, In New York, I understand that apart from one protester jumping on a police car and breaking the window, the front kicking in the front window, that that the protests there went off relatively peacefully. This is, I think, you know, people talk about, of course, George Floyd, who, who was killed so horribly back in June 2020, which started a whole summer of protests. I think that um, because of the way this has been handled, it has really, it, a lot of the protests stem from frustration, from the, the, the fact that the, these incidents are either denied or ignored or lied about. Uh, this one was just handled, it seems, in a very okay. honourable and professional manner. Okay. Now, I suppose it is slightly different, right? In that Steve Kern, congressman for the district, said this is not a black and white problem. It's a blue problem. Um, I also, yeah. let's take a quick clip of, this is Tyree's mother, uh, Rovon Wells, and she's talking about the how the, the racial dynamics of this are maybe different to stories of, of this kind that we've seen before. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll come back to that clip in a second. But I suppose to that point, Marion, the the racial dynamics here are slightly more complex, aren't they? Well, they are because this was five black police officers beating an unarmed um, un, um, um, young man who was in no way hostile, who was trying to de-escalate the situation himself, uh, beating him essentially to death. He died three days later in hospital from, you know, massive injuries and bleeding. So what the, the problem, you know, people do tend to oversimplify when, when you... The vast majority of these cases, there are about 1,200 people a year killed by police in America. That's That was the number that were killed last year in incidents, in encounters. Now, not all of them are traffic stops, but about 100 are. Mm. Now, and, and so you have, I think, the problem... 
there are several problems. The first one is these police officers all belong to an elite unit called Scorpion. Now, American police love their acronyms. The more macho and machismo and menacing, the better. And so these elite units are given these sort of macho names and they sort of act accordingly and they're on a war footing. And I really think that's fair to say because I've seen it in so many cities. They have this mentality that the rules don't apply to them. They're the elite and they're tough. And then you also have other police who, because there are 400 million guns in America, if they approach somebody at a traffic stop, they do so from a very defensive position because they think they may be armed. They think they may shoot at them. So you have sort of two problems with ordinary police. You always have this sort of fear that can escalate very quickly if if somebody seems to be armed or or drunk or incoherent or potentially aggressive, where instead of de-escalating, they will escalate. And that's exactly what they did in this situation. You know, Tyree Nichols was being really calm and reasonable. They were the ones who started yeah. screaming and swearing and beating him up. So I think the problem here is that it's not, as you say, a black and white issue. It's an issue that when police are given sort of special powers in these special units, they just seem to be out to, to really, you know, use as much um, physical force as they can and they get this war mentality. Now, I spoke to a policeman last night in Los Angeles and he said to me, he said, look, there's a thing with police officers and he wasn't condoning this at all. Um, he, He said, there's a thing with police officers that if you make them run, he said, if you make them run after you, they're go- you're going to pay. And he said that that is unfortunately a thing. Now, as I said, Tyree Nichols got up and ran because pr- he was panicking. He'd been hit with a stun gun. He'd been slapped around. They were getting angry and angry. And his mother's house was literally, as I said, 80 yards down the road. So he probably thought, if I get there, I'll be safe, you know, yeah. which, which would be presumably Yeah, reasonable. and if you, if you see the video, you can see exactly yeah. why he w- would have thought that running might be his best option. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, but apparently this is, okay. you know, suspects who run, that's like a red rag to a bull for these police units and, you know, not excusing it in any way. But but yeah, the problem is much more complicated than, than black on white police brutality. It is the blue, as was said, you know, in, in general and, and the, the behaviour of these units who have this, as I said, they believe they're on a war footing when they're out on the streets. Okay, Marion McKeown, thank you very much. We ju- we just into the break, we will actually finish up with, I want to take that clip of Rovon Wells, uh, who's Tyree's mother, and we'll take a break then. What they did was wrong. And what they're doing to a, the black communities is wrong. We don't care that it's a black police officer. You're a, a police officer and you're a bad police officer. That's what we're focusing on, the bad police. Yes. We're not worried about the race of the police officer. Yeah. We're worried about the conduct, the conduct mm-hmm. of the police officers. Mm-hmm. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1.